Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody excited about the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done? My soul cries out, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I couldn't wait to get back in the house of the Lord. Anybody excited? Amen. God, we thank you. We love you. You've been so good to us, God. Lord, we love you. We magnify you and we edify your name. We magnify you, God. We love you and we honor you. Yes, God. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, put them blessed hands together in your living room, in the sanctuary. He's been good to all of us. God, we love you. We honor you. Amen. Amen. We'll be reading from Psalms 34, first in the third verse. And it reads, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. My soul, my soul shall burst. My soul shall make a burst in the Lord, and almost shall hear thereof. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. The word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. God, we thank you, yes, one more day to give you honor and give you praise. Thank you one day to get it right with you. God, we thank you right now because you've been a bridge over troubled water. For that, Lord, we say thank you. God, we honor you and we praise you, God. We've been through some stuff this week. But, God, we couldn't wait to get back in the house of love to give you honor and give you praise. God, we love you and we honor you. God, bless the man servant who are coming forth to break the bread of life. Dip them down in wisdom way. Bring them up a brand new creature. God, bless his, bless his help me, God. Lady Tara Johnson, continue to bless them and keep them and protect them. We be so careful to give you honor, give you glory and praise. And all of God's people say amen. Please receive our praise team as we go into further worship. Praise the Lord, everybody. Ain't God good? Ain't he worthy to be praised? From the rising of the sun to the setting of the same, the name of the Lord is to be praised. So we lift our hands in the sanctuary and we lift our hands in our homes and we lift our hands in our car and wherever we may be to declare worthy is the name of the Lord. Worthy to receive glory. Worthy to receive honor. Worthy to receive praise. So we give him praise today. We give him praise today. Now somebody put those hands together. Wherever you are, come on, shake your neighborhood. Shake it like the fireworks they do every night. Let's shake it, everybody. Oh, you are hope, you are hope. We adore, we adore, not before thee. You are holy, we adore, not before thee. You are holy, we adore, not before thee. Let's take it up a half step and declare that he's the king of kings. 
Oh, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, you are the great I am. What is King of Kings and Lord of Lords, you are the great I am. Hey, say it again. King of Kings and Lord of Lords, you are the great I am. Oh, 
holy, 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 just so wonderful you can take the worst of a thing and turn it into the best thing that's ever happened you can take the worst of a thing and turn it into the best thing that's ever happened you are not afraid to save the day one thing that always keeps me going two things the steps of a righteous man are ordered sometimes you gotta remember that God is orchestrating behind the scenes and even if things don't look like they're happening something's happening we may not can perceive it but God is doing it So whatever you're going through, God deemed it necessary. I said, whatever you're going through, God deemed it necessary. Whether it's necessary for where you're going, necessary for who he called you to, necessary so that your family can see him work through you, necessary because he's growing you up into something, into maturity that you didn't have before, necessary because he just deemed it so. Sometimes God don't give you an explanation. He just does it. But I am who I am today. Because God used my mistakes. He worked them for my good. Like no one else ever God used because God used my mistakes. He worked them for my good. He worked them for my good. Like no one else. Like no one else ever could. One more time. I am. Because God used Because God used my mistakes He worked it for my good Even if it's rough right now, God is working it for your good Like no one else Like no one else ever could So our testimony this morning is That it was It was necessary. It was necessary. Necessary. It was necessary. Necessary. It was. It was necessary. Times I had to cry by myself. Necessary. When I felt like the world.
was against me. Necessary. 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 It was. It was necessary. To make me better who I was. Necessary. To make me better than who I was and who I needed to be. Necessary. And who he called me to be, who he wants me to be. Necessary. It was. It was necessary. It was necessary to break my stubbornness. Necessary. It was necessary for me to submit to his will. Necessary. It was. It was. It was. It was necessary. It was necessary. Necessary. It didn't feel good, but God made it better. It may not be good right now, but it was. It was Every time I had to go through, when I didn't know what was next in my life, it was necessary. Hey, say I'm delivered. I'm delivered. Here's my story. Life and favor, life and favor upon me. He brought. I deliver. Here is my story. Life and favor, favor. It was, it was necessary, 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 necessary. There's no other name. There's, There's no, no other name, name like Jesus. Oh, 
Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, invite him into your home. Invite him into your space. Make his name wonderful. Make his name glorious. Lift up the name of Jesus. Jesus, the burden bearer. Jesus, the heavy load sharer. Jesus, the heart fixer. Jesus, the mind regulator. Jesus, the one to pay my bills. Jesus, the one that show out every time. Jesus, 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 Jesus. And at that name, every knee shall bow. Stop by for a little while. Jesus, stop by for a little while. 
We don't want nothing from you, Lord. We just want to love on you for about 10 more seconds. Jesus, stop by for a little while. Let us love on you, Lord. Jesus, stop by for a little while. Show your face in the place, God. Oh, Jesus. 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 Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Father, we love you. Father, we adore your name. Father, we bless you. We bless you right now, Lord. You deserve our praise. You deserve our glory. You deserve our hallelujah. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. Jesus, 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 there is something about your name. We call you Master, Savior, Jesus, like a fragrance. After the rain, Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim, claim that kings and kingdoms they will But there's something about your name. There's something about the name Jesus. There's something about the name Jesus. It is the sweetest name. We gotta sit down. I know something about the name Jesus. Come on. Something about the name Jesus. Oh Lord, say something about the name Jesus. It is the sweet. It is the sweetest name. I know, no. I know. Oh how I love the name Jesus. Oh how I, I got love thirty seconds left. Oh how I love the name Jesus. Oh how.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's something about the name Jesus. It is the sweetest name I know. Sweeter than the honey on the honeycomb. Something about the name Jesus. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We can search all over. But we cannot find another name like the name of Jesus. Is there anybody that love him on today? If you love him, just begin to give him a wave offering right where you sit. Right where you stand. Just let him know that you love him. Let him know that you magnify him. Let him know that you adore him. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus. For there truly is something about the name Jesus. Demons tremble at the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Glory to your name. Amen. Come on, let's put those blessed hands together one more time. Amen. While you're clapping in your homes, keep those hands going for our wonderful music ministry. Amen. Let me see the hearts on your monitors. Just go ahead and begin to give us some hearts uh, if they blessed your soul. Amen. Amen. We're going to get ready to give to the Lord for it is and through our giving that we are blessed. Uh, but as usual, I want you guys to uh, prepare to let us know that you're watching. If you're visiting with us, uh, please let us know that you're visiting. Let us know where you're watching from. Amen. Amen. But it is offering time here at Bethel Baptist Church. We have multiple ways to give, multiple ways to give. Of course, if you need to drop it off or if you need to mail it in, uh, you can do so by mailing it here. 2474 Dale Earnhardt Boulevard, Kannapolis, North Carolina, 28083. One more time, 2474 Dale Earnhardt Boulevard, Kannapolis, North Carolina, 28083. Also, you can give by way of Church Center app. If you do not have the Church Center app, you can go to the Google Store. Uh, you can go to the Apple Store. You can download the Church Center app. And once you download the Church Center app, uh, you can click on the Give icon, and it will uh, take you to the giving method. And then you can let us know how much you want to give and where it is to be designated. Also, you can text to give. Text 84321. Text to give 84321. Uh, put in the amount and where you uh, want it designated as well. Uh, and of course, uh, you can give by way of PayPal. If you're watching this broadcast live, uh, there should be a giving icon uh, that you can click on and it will, in fact, take you uh, to the PayPal to where you can give. So multiple, multiple ways uh, to give. And uh, we do understand that times may be difficult for some and you're not able to give. Uh, we definitely understand that. Amen. But for those who can give, uh, we ask that you continue to support the church uh, through your tithe and through your offering. Amen. I trust that you've had time to get those offerings together. Uh, we're going to get ready to look to the Lord in prayer. 
Uh, let's go ahead and bow our heads. Father God, we thank you now for the opportunity to sow into your kingdom. Father, we pray now that no one will suffer for what we are doing on today, uh, but that you will cause us to be blessed. You said in your word that if we give, you will cause men uh, to give back into our bosom, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. So God, we thank you now uh, for the increase in Jesus' name. God, we pray, Heavenly Father, for the individual who has a desire to give, but today they just don't have it. God, bless them now so much so that the next time we are taking up an offering, uh, they are able to give out of their abundance due to the way that you have blessed them. Now, Father, as always, we pray that the uplifting of this offering would go to further your kingdom and your cause. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's bless the Lord one more time. And thank you guys so much for giving uh, in your tithe and in your offering. Amen. Let's go ahead and Let's fellowship with one another by way of technology for just a little bit. Uh, so if you're watching, go ahead and let us know. Send us a message uh, to say that you're watching. Let us know you're with us. Send us some hearts. Uh, hit the like button. Uh, do something. Amen. Amen. Over on YouTube, we want to thank God for uh, Sister Deb Gill, who is watching. Amen. Jacqueline Cobbler watching. Uh, Keisha Miller. Uh, Lynn, Lynn Trapp. Uh, Angelique Chavis. Uh, Rolanda Patrick. God bless you. Alicia Broadway. Thank you so much for chiming in. Big shout out to uh, Minister Danis Johnson, who's watching us all the way uh, from Kuwait. Amen. My mother-in-law, Barbara Hammond, is watching. Elder Mary Johnson. Thank you guys so much for joining us on the YouTube channel. Uh, and then on Facebook, of course, we thank God for Wanda Smith, uh, who is watching with us. Uh, Vicki Winecoff, God bless you. Elder Norma Jackson, thank you so much for chiming in. Amen. My mom and dad is on. My grandma is watching. My sister is watching. My wife is watching. Lottie, Dottie, everybody in my family uh, is watching. So God bless you. Shalmar Johnson, amen. God bless you. We see you. Khadijah Goods, uh, Deacon Trina Ship, thank you. Amen. My good friend, Jane O'Howard, he chimes in every week. Uh, most of the time, I don't see his name until later, but I'm able to check it out today. Uh, so Jane O'Howard, God bless you. Uh, for watching and to you and to the Fisher family we send our condolences in the loss uh, of Mr. Percy Fisher amen little Texas lost a great one uh, so we definitely will be praying with you guys uh, also we want to thank God uh, for Vanessa Washington amen who is watching uh, sister Shawana Brock uh, Dr. Kim Luter amen uh, sister Raindrop is watching Yvette Burrell is watching and of course uh, Jennifer Anderson is on Amen. Anthony Williams, amen, sitting to my right. <laughs> he definitely logged on. Amen. I love all the support. Every way they can get it in, they support me. Amen. And right beside him is Gina Gray. She's watching, so God bless them. Carla Hope, my classmate, is watching. God bless you. Sister Deborah Johnson, amen. God bless you. Bianca Martin and so many others that I know that I cannot get to. Uh, let's see, Janine Jackson, thank you for watching. Uh, Fatina Kersey, thank you for watching. Kim Gaines, thank you for watching. Amen. Katrina Smith is watching. She's normally up here singing her heart out, but she's on the road. Uh, God bless you. We bid you traveling mercies, and we pray that you return to us safely. Uh, Brother Daniel Squarewell, thank you so much uh, for watching. Uh, my sis, Tish Ryman, is watching. Uh, she's in uh, on... Uh, Facebook live with us. So God bless you. Thank you. We still continue to lift you and your family up. Amen. Amen. Pastor Derek Lee, God bless you, man. God bless you. Amen. I know you have a service to prepare for, but thank you for stopping in. Uh, and we pray that God will use you mightily uh, as you bring forth the word of God uh, at Judah House of 
praise. Amen. If you have your Bibles, if you have your Bibles, uh, turn with me. Uh, Mark chapter number five, very familiar passage of scripture. Mark chapter number five. Mark chapter number five. I'm going to start reading at verse 25. Mark chapter number five. Amen. I see you, Deanna Noise. God bless you. Thank you for checking in with us. Frederick Ship, my man. Monica Hollis, God bless you. Talika Walker. Mark chapter number 5, verse number 25, New Living Translation. Uh, when you have it, if you're to my right, say amen. If you're on Facebook, type it, hit some hearts, do something. Amen. If you're not there yet, then I'm going to ask that you would catch up uh, because we have to begin. Mark chapter number 5, verse number 25. I'm going to read down to verse number 34, so a little bit of reading. Uh, verse number 25 in the New Living Translation of Mark chapter number 5 starts out by saying, A woman in the crowd has suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She has suffered a great deal from many, doc from many doctors, and over the years she has spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. Uh, she had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Uh, from a mothers of the church, I got to go back and say it in the King James Version. Uh, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. And she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, look at the crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. Verse 34 says, and he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. For a few moments this morning, I want to speak to you from this simple topic. Stop the bleeding. Stop the bleeding. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Father God, we thank you now for this day, for this is the day that you made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we thank you for another opportunity to assemble ourselves one more time uh, and to praise your holy and your righteous name. Father, now that we are gathered by way of technology, God, we pray now that you would speak to us as only you can, God. Speak to us with clarity. If there's one here today that does not know you in the free pardon of their sins, convict, convince, and persuade right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, help me now to teach and to preach your word with the Holy Ghost boldness, but not with an arrogance. Hide me now behind the cross so that the people will see none of me, but all of thee. Now may the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, you are my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated if you're here in the sanctuary. If you're at home, you can continue reclining, lounging, 
or however it is you're watching us today, uh, stop the bleeding. In the moment of great victory in the Battle of Chancellorsville, uh, Stonewall Jackson was seriously wounded. As he was being taken to a field hospital in an ambulance, uh, Dr. Hunter McGuire held the artery in the shoulder with his finger so that if the tourniquet should slip, there would be no fatal bleeding. The reason that he did so was because he understood that life is in the blood. And the only way to save and stabilize an individual who is bleeding profusely is to stop the bleeding. My brothers and sisters, many studies have shown that the top cause of preventable death and trauma is, in fact, bleeding. And approximately 20% of people who have died from traumatic injuries could have survived if someone nearby had been able to provide quick bleeding control or, in other terms, been able to stop the bleeding. And because of such astounding statistics and the fact that many bystanders feared that they would further injure a bleeding victim, medical professionals along uh, with the military, uh, they have now uh, started an initiative called Stop the Bleed. Stop the Bleed is a national awareness campaign training. Uh, it is a training that trains the public of all ages how to make a difference during life-changing emergencies. And while I don't have the time to give you a crash course on administering uh, first aid, I will tell you that Stop the Bleed campaign encourages people to do three things if they find themselves having to make an attempt to stop the bleeding. It's called the ABC system. First, uh, you should A, alert the proper authorities, which means to call 911. Uh, secondly, you should B, be aware of where the bleeding is coming from, which means to find the bleeding injury. And then lastly, you should C, compress the wound, which means that you should apply pressure to stop the bleeding. On top of providing the ABCs of bleeding, uh, here it is. The campaign also came up with a slogan that says, see something, do something. And while this is great information to help those that are bleeding literally, it made me stop to think about those individuals uh, who may not be bleeding literally, but those that are bleeding figuratively, uh, those that are bleeding mentally, those that are bleeding spiritually, those that may be bleeding financially, and so on and so forth. Uh, because the truth of the matter is there are some people uh, that are bleeding, and it has nothing to do with an open wound. But they are bleeding in places that you'll never see. And they are wondering when will the bleeding stop. They are wondering if there is anyone who can stop the bleeding because they have been bleeding way too long. Uh, this term, stop the bleeding, when used as a figure of speech as opposed to being literal, simply means to prevent further damage, loss, or negative effects during a problematic situation. In other words, someone may say stop the bleeding when they are already dealing with one issue and before they can get that issue under control, here comes another issue that is just as bad as the first issue. Uh, for instance, it's bad enough that you received a bad report from the doctor, but before you can even get treatment from your doctor, uh, watch this, you ended up losing your job along with your health insurance. Uh, that is enough to make somebody say uh, stop the bleeding. Uh, it's bad enough when you have to deal with the pandemic, uh, but then when there's problems on top of the pandemic, uh, you have to step back and say, when will the bleeding stop? 
Uh, for somebody else, you may figure out how in the world is it that I can pay all of my bills. I pay my mortgage, I pay my light bill, I pay my water bill, and then I have no money left at the end of the month. But then at the end of the day, my car still turns around and breaks down on me. That is enough to make you say, when will the bleeding stop? Life has a way of bringing you trial after trial. And if somebody don't stop the bleeding, you will metaphorically bleed out. And in some cases, it's not always metaphorically, but it could even very well be literal. And this is the case this morning in our text. We see a woman, watch this, who have been bleeding for a long time. Uh, she's been bleeding long enough. Uh, and many of you know her story. She was so fed up uh, with her issue of bleeding that when Jesus was on his way to Jairus' house uh, to heal his 12-year-old daughter, this woman held up Jesus because she refused to continue to be in the state of bleeding. It's right here in the text, verses 25 through 28. It says, a woman in the crowd that had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding, uh, she has suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years she has spent to everything she had to pay them, but she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. Uh, she had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe, for she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. This woman, she's been bleeding uh, for a long, long time. The Bible says 12 years, and she's gone from doctor to doctor. Still, nothing has changed. She spent all of her money. She not maxed out her insurance. She, she has nothing left but misery. And why is she miserable? Because it's one thing to spend all of your money and for nothing to change, but it's a horse of another color when you spent all of your money. And in fact, it not only didn't change, but it got worse. So after seeking for help for her issue, only for things to get worse, she now makes up in her mind uh, that I've been bleeding long enough and it's time for the bleeding to stop. It is time for me to find somebody who can stop the bleeding. And watch this. She decided that just because the doctors can't do anything about her situation, it does not mean that Jesus can't do anything about her situation. And so this woman proceeds to show us uh, her first step to stopping the bleeding. Uh, the first thing that you have to do in order to stop the bleeding, if you're taking notes today, is you have to have a conversation that ignites your confidence in Jesus. When you read the text, most people will notice the aggression of this woman pressing through the crowd to touch his robe, to touch the hem of his garment. Uh, uh, but watch this, before any of that takes place, uh, there is a very important conversation that goes on in the text. Uh, and if you are not careful, you will miss out on this very important conversation. Watch this. It says this in verse 7. 27 and 28, it gives us a peek into that conversation. It says, she had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Okay, somebody looking at me crazy on the monitor because you're saying, still don't see the conversation. So let me help you out. Uh, I'm going to read those two verses again, but this time I'll read it in the King James Version. When she had heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. See, the New Living Translation says she thought. But the King James Version says she said. Uh, before this woman touched Jesus, 
she had a conversation about Jesus that increased her faith in Jesus. Uh, but watch this, because somebody's still tripping about the conversation. So let me help you out if you hadn't caught it yet. She had a full conversation, but she did not have a conversation with other people. She had the conversation with herself. Now, now, now I know, I know, I know that there are some who will say the people who talk to themselves are crazy. And then there are some who say, nah, uh, you're not crazy if you talk to yourself. You're only crazy when you answer yourself. Uh, but then there are some of us who will say that you're not crazy for talking to yourself and you're not crazy for answering yourself. In fact, we say that you're crazy for not talking to yourself and for not answering yourself because some of the best conversations have been when I said to myself, self? And self said, hmm? Watch this. Why are those the best conversations? Because when I say to self and self say, huh, I can say self. What's the worst thing that can happen if I ask God for something and he says no? Self says, well, the worst thing that can happen is that you're still in your same situation. I said, I like talking to you, self. So, self, I got one more question. And self said, bring it on. I say, self, what is the best thing that can happen? If I ask God for something, and self said, the best thing that can happen is that God says yes and change your whole situation. See, see, this woman had a conversation with herself in order to build up her belief in Jesus and her boldness to approach him. Here is what we need to understand about her conversation. If I have a conversation with myself instead of other people, I don't have to worry about someone else telling me all the reasons that I shouldn't touch Jesus. I don't have to worry about uh, somebody else uh, telling me all of the excuses as to why it won't work. Uh, can you imagine if she decided to have a conversation with her girlfriend about what she was going to do? Uh, she would say, girl, I'm getting ready to go and I'm going to touch Jesus so I can be healed. I can hear a girl say, girl, if you don't leave that man alone, number one, he's in a hurry to get to J. Iris' house. Uh, number two, you have to understand he's surrounded by so many people so you're going to be out of luck. Uh, but thirdly, girl, here you are bleeding in public uh, and you ain't even supposed to be here. So not only are you going to be out of time, not only are you going to be out of luck, but I want you to know he's going to tell you you out of order. That's what happens when you start talking to people. So sometimes you need to stop talking to people and learn to talk to yourself. Watch this. But what this woman understands that even if there is a possibility that she may be out of time, even if there's a possibility that she may be out of luck, even if there's a possibility that she may be out of order, she do know one thing, uh, that if I don't get, that, get to Jesus, I might be out of chances. Somebody missed it. You worried about whether you out of time. You worried about whether you out of luck. You worried about whether you out of order. But you better be worried about whether or not you out of chances. Don't ever take for granted the opportunity to get into the presence of the Lord. Somebody had a made up mind to get up and worship the Lord this morning, but they didn't make it. You better learn to take advantage of every opportunity that you get to be in 
his presence. See, when you talk to yourself, you don't have to deal with those that have a negative obsession, but you can speak to yourself until you're able to make a positive confession. She talked it over with herself, and she made this confession. If I can just touch his robe, or as the older saints would say, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. I will be healed. When you determine that the bleeding has to stop, but you have to learn how to speak things into existence. The Bible says in Proverbs, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his lips, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. See, for too long, we've always told people, you need to just tell it how it is. The older generation said, tell it how T.I. is. Never understood that. They left something out somewhere. But we've been told to tell people how it is. But the truth, truth is, we have to learn to tell people how it shall be. Uh, in other words, we have to learn how to call those things that be not as though they were. Uh, Romans chapter number 4 verse 17 says, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. Now some people will argue with me here and say that we can't call things into existence because this scripture is saying that God is able to call things into existence and not us. So now let me present to you 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, which says this. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. And the same way that this woman spoke what she believed into the atmosphere, uh, we too have to speak our situation until there is a change in our situation. Speak until your faith causes you to move in spite of your frustration. Speak until your faith causes you uh, to, to, to move in spite of your failures. This woman has a conversation that ignited her confidence in Jesus. But secondly, she shows us in order to stop the bleeding, uh, not only do you have to have a conversation to ignite your confidence in Jesus, uh, but you have to be cognizant regarding your contact with Jesus. Uh, here it is. Verse 27, she had heard about Jesus. So she came up behind him through the crowd and she touched his robe. This woman is cognizant of the fact that Jesus has the power to heal, deliver, and set free. She is not operating off of a whim. This is not some type of capricious notion that she is having that's caused her to interrupt Jesus on his way to Jairus' house. The reason that she is adamant about touching Jesus is because she is cognizant of the fact that nothing stays the same after it comes in contact with Jesus. The Bible is full of instances in which Jesus touched people and they were healed. Mark chapter number 8 verse 22 and 25. He touched a blind man after he had put 
put mud on his eyes uh, and the blind man was able to see. Uh, Mark chapter number 7 verses 31 through 35. Uh, he touched a deaf man with a speech impediment. Uh, he put his finger in his ears uh, and then he touched the man's tongue uh, and instantly the man could hear and speak plainly. So it's no secret what a touch from Jesus can do. But if you look in the Bible close enough, you'll understand that if Jesus don't touch you, there is still power in you touching him. Okay, Matthew chapter number 14, verse 35 through 36. I'm going to walk you through it. And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out into all the country round about and brought unto him all that were diseased and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment and as many as touched were made perfectly whole. Also Luke chapter number 6 verse 17 through 19 it says when they came down from the mountain the disciples stood with Jesus on a large level area surrounded by many of his followers and by the crowds there were people from all over Judea and Jerusalem and from as far north as the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon they had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases and those troubled by evil spirits were healed everyone tried to touch him because healing power went out from him and he healed everyone so we see that it's not just about getting Jesus to touch us, but we also need to purposely touch him. Uh, this woman in our text understood that there was healing power in touching Jesus, so she made her way through the press, and the Bible says that when she touched him, that Jesus stopped and asked, who touched me? Now his disciples start tripping because they said, wait a minute, all these people around you and you're going to say, who touched you? It's kind of like me in the grocery store and somebody touched me. We practice social distancing. Who touched me? <laughs> but watch this. Get back to the story. I just had to get that off my chest. I love y'all, but quit walking up on me. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> they say, what do you mean, who touched you? All of these people around you, and you say, who touched me? Watch this. Uh, but Jesus said, no, this was a different touch because I felt the healing power go out from my body. Watch this. Out of a huge crowd of people touching him, Jesus was able to distinguish or tell the difference between someone touching him casually versus someone touching him consciously. Oh, I just said something. Let me back up. Out of a great crowd of people, Jesus was able to tell the difference between someone touching him casually versus someone touching him consciously. And when you need something from Jesus, uh, you don't just touch him casually, but you touch him consciously. Uh, when you touch him consciously, you will receive his attention and his anointing. Uh, she reached out and she touched his robe and immediately he stopped and turned to ask who touched me because I felt the virtue lead my body who who touched me because I felt the anointing leave my body who who touched me because I felt the healing power leave my body he is able to tell the difference between being touched casually and being touched consciously which means watch this every time you come into the presence of the Lord you should be eagerly awaiting his presence so that you can touch him consciously and receive what you need from the Lord how do you consciously touch Jesus? I'm glad you asked. Every time you praise him, you're touching him. 
And every time that you pray, you're touching him. And some days, watch this, you're going to have to press your way through the crowd because they're not going to understand why you're praising like you're praising him. They're not going to understand why you worship the way you worship him. They're not going to understand why you pray the way that you pray. Uh, uh, but what you have to understand is I pray the way that I pray and I praise the way that I praise and I worship the way that I worship because I need something from the Lord. And at the end of the day, uh, whatever I need to do to touch him, I'm going to do if I have to do it by myself I'll do it all by myself because I've learned that I can't wait on the crowd and follow the crowd but I got to be my own self and touch him not just casually but consciously okay somebody still don't get it even when we was able to get in the church you took advantage of it but you came in here casually you just sung because everybody else was singing you stood up because everybody else stood up you clapped because everybody else clapped you sang because everybody else sang but it wasn't until you couldn't come in here anymore and it wasn't until nobody else was around that you had to discover that I can't wait on everybody else to clap. After all he's done for me while I watch people around me go down with viruses and diseases, I'm still here. So I gotta touch him not just casually, but I gotta consciously let him know, God I'm grateful for every blessing. God I'm grateful for every miracle. God I'm grateful for all of your mercy and your grace. I can't just touch him casually anymore, but I have to make a conscious decision to touch him. Oh, watch this. I got to get ready to close it out, so I need to move on. Uh, but she touched him in a crowd of people, and it got his attention. Can I ask you a question? Out of the millions of people that call on the name of Jesus, can he hear your cry? Out of the millions of people who reaches out and say, Father, I stretch my hand to thee. Can he recognize your hand? When you make a conscious effort to reach him, it gets his attention. Okay, I'm going to move. I promise you I got to close. But I can be out and about around a whole lot of people. And no matter what's going on, I can be on the phone, I can hear people in the store that see me and say, hey, Pastor Johnson, I can hear all of that. But I keep doing what I'm doing. But the moment Jolie has slowed down because she sees something she won't, she don't make a big fuss. I just hear a faint, Daddy. I take the phone down from my ear because it gets my attention. I stop walking to where I'm going and I do an about face. Because I want her to know I heard her. And it's the same way with God. Everybody pulling on him. Everybody calling on him. But the moment you say father, the same way that I turn for my children, God turns for his children. So you got to learn that it's not just a casual touch, but it is a conscious touch that he sees, that he feels, and that he hears that makes him turn and say, who touched me? The Bible says she touched him and immediately the bleeding stopped. So now that she has touched him and Jesus felt the virtue leave his body, he wants to know who touched me. So this woman now has shown us that if we're going to stop the bleeding, you have to have a conversation that ignites your confidence in Jesus. 
Secondly, you have to be cognizant regarding your contact with Jesus. But lastly, you have to make a confession that you've been changed by Jesus. He, he said, who touched me? And his disciples said, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell on her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. I really wanted the title this, your suffering is over. Uh, but some people don't understand prophecy. Because if I said it today and you suffer tomorrow, you're going to call me a liar. Uh, but you got to understand how God works. Uh, God works from the end. And he goes back to the beginning. Uh, so when I tell you that your suffering is over, it don't mean that you may not have to suffer on tomorrow. When I say that your suffering is over, it does not mean you may not have to suffer on next week. And when I say that your suffering is over, it does not mean you won't have to suffer on next month. But when I say that your suffering is over, all I'm trying to tell somebody is while you're trying to figure it out, God has already worked it out. This woman had to confess to Jesus that I am the one who touched you. But when she said, I am the one who touched you, here's what she really was confessing. I am the one you healed. Before he even said a word, she says, I am the one you healed. Before he even said a word, she said, I am the one that you changed. Before he even said a word, she said, I am the one that you made the bleeding stop. And here's what you have to understand, that this woman had to confess to Jesus that I am the one who touched you. But her confession wasn't just to Jesus. And it wasn't just that she touched him. But when you read about this woman in Luke's account of the story, it says, but Jesus said, someone deliberately touched me. For I felt the healing power go out from me. When the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him. And then it says the whole crowd heard her explain why she touched him. Here it is. She didn't just have to admit to Jesus that she touched him. But she had to tell why she touched him. And she didn't just confess it to Jesus. But she had to say it in front of the whole crowd. I would imagine that she was somewhat embarrassed having to tell all of her business. I'm sure that she was intimidated by having to speak in front of Jesus. But nonetheless, this woman had to tell her story of how she had an issue of blood for 12 long years and how she spent all her money going back and forth to the doctor and things never got better. In fact, they got worse. This woman had to tell them that even though she wasn't supposed to be in public with her bleeding condition, it was
was her passion that made her break protocol. I'm sure this wasn't easy to let all these people know what she had been through. But the one thing that I'm sure made her story easier to tell is the way that the story ended. See, when you understand that Jesus has changed you and whatever your issue was is no longer your issue, but it's now in the past. You don't have to be embarrassed to tell somebody what you went through. This woman touched Jesus and after 12 years of bleeding, immediately she was healed and she wasn't just healed but she was made whole this woman is healed and holistic and she's telling her story and when you know that whatever issue you had before touching Jesus is truly in your past you don't mind telling somebody your story somebody need to hear your story of how you was a wretch undone wasn't fit to live wasn't ready to die but you heard you heard you heard the voice of Jesus say come unto me and rest lay down thy weary one thy head upon my breast so I came to Jesus as I was I was weary worn and sad but I found in him a resting place and he has made me glad somebody need to hear your story of how you were at your lowest point but when you touched him he picked you up turned you around place your feet on solid ground somebody need to hear your story of how you was living in a dark place with no joy in your life but when you reached out and touched Jesus he reminded you of the cross because at the cross at the cross was where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart they rolled away it was there by faith I received my sight and now I'm happy all the day is there anybody that's watching me today they say I have trials and tribulations but I'm happy all the day have some rough days have some bad days but I'm happy all the day why are you happy because all of my good days still outweigh my bad days and I won't complain I just choose to be happy so if you happy and you know it come on and clap your hands if you're happy and you know it you ought to leap for joy if you're happy 
and you know it, you ought to shout amen after these last 35 to 45 minutes. Maybe you're still not shouting because you feel like there's no need to shout. But let me tell you why there's still a reason to shout. Because God is not a respecter of persons. And if this woman can touch him and it stop the bleeding in her life, I want you to know that if you touch him, he can stop the bleeding in your life. If you touch him, you'll discover he can stop the bleeding in your marriage. If you touch him, you'll discover that he can stop the bleeding in your finances. If you touch him, you'll discover he can stop the bleeding in your dysfunctional family. How do I know that one touch can stop the bleeding? Because I, 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 I tried him for myself and I found out just one touch can bring me joy in the time of sorrow. Just one touch can bring me peace in the midst of my storm. Just one touch can bring light into my darkness. Just one touch can bring healing into my sickness. And I know I'm not the only one who has discovered that it only takes one touch. So do I have a witness that will testify that it only takes one touch, one touch. And I found out when I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply, staying within, sinking to rise no more. But the master, but the master of the sea, he heard my despairing cry. And from the waters, he lifted me now safe am I just one touch one touch made me forget about all of the bad days because all I could see was how he gave me one more chance another chance to cross my teeth another chance to dot my eyes just one touch is there anybody that can remember just one touch one touch made me remember when I said father I stretch my hands to thee no other help I know if thou withdraw thyself from me tell me where shall I go and after he brought it to my remembrance Everything that I prayed for, he had answered. One touch, one touch will remind you that God is still able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think. 
all it takes is one touch. But what I love about him is because all he needs is one touch. But because we lose our way sometimes and we walk away after we have one touch, he'll touch me all over again. Over and over. Over and over. I'm so glad that we serve a God of another chance. And you ought to be shouting right now. Because even though it may look bleak, one touch will stop the bleeding of racism. One touch will stop the bleeding of police brutality. One touch will stop crazy sexism. One touch. One touch is all that it takes. And you shall be made whole. Every time I preach this text, I have to go back and say this. He told her, one touch. He told her, you are healed. But not just you're healed, but you're made whole. In other words, because we're online and the children probably watching, we don't have a Children's church set up yet. We're gonna have to work on that. I'm gonna try and keep it like this. Uh, being made whole means that you've been restored back to your original state. Which means that even though he stopped the bleeding, she's gonna bleed again. He didn't stop it like the doctor stopped it. When the doctor stops it, he stops it. He stopped it and restored it to its original state. Which means, watch this, that she'll bleed again. But she'll never bleed the way she bled before. Some, somebody just missed it. When he fixes it, it does not mean you won't experience something that reminds you of it. But then he'll remind you that I've already nixed in the bud. It's not going to last like it did the last time. It's not going to almost take you out like it did the last time. Watch this. You're not going to have to be ashamed like you were the last time. And all of this happened based off of her faith. Here it is. She touched the hem of his garment. But he did not say, because you touched me. He said, your faith has made you whole. I'm not saying we don't need to touch. But when you touch him, you got to have the right mindset. You can't touch him and doubt at the same time. You can't think that he can handle some things and not all things. Wherever you are bleeding in your life, I dare you to exercise your faith. Reach out and touch him. Not casually, but consciously. In Luke's account, Jesus said she deliberately 
judge me. See, can I, I gotta shut it down. Let me say this, see, God is so good to us that sometimes we get blessed even when we were not deliberately coming to be blessed. You, you step up in the church and because you came out of religion, God says that everybody in here, I'm gonna bless in a ridiculous way. And you walk out with the blessing. And you didn't even really come for it. But God says, here's what it is now. If you want to touch me, you're gonna to have to do it deliberately. Because now you can't wait for the praise team to usher in his presence. You can't wait for Deke to give a thunderous prayer. But right in your house, while you're all by yourself, you're gonna to have to learn how to call on him. You're gonna to have to learn how to touch him. You're gonna to have to learn how to develop a relationship for yourself. You're gonna to have to deliberately touch him. And there is a difference when somebody just casually touch you versus consciously touching you. You'll know exactly that somebody, you'll know the exact moment when somebody touch you and it's not casual because it'll get your attention. It'll make you do an about face and it'll make you ask them, what is it that you need? I'm done. But I want you to know that if there's an area in your life that continues to bleed, reach out, touch him, and you will see that by faith, he will stop the bleeding. Wherever you are at your house, whether you're in your car, wherever you may be, I want to make this appeal to you. Maybe you've only been able to reach out to him casually because you don't know him. You don't have a relationship with him. Well, today you can change all of that. Today, if you want to give your life to the Lord, if you want to start a relationship with him, if you want to be saved, the Bible says all you have to do is believe in your heart, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, then you shall be saved. If that's you today, Lord, we offer Christ to you. Would you give us a call? The number's on the screen, 877-295-4888. Give us a call. Let us know that you want to give your life to the Lord. And when you make that phone call, someone's going to answer. They're going to walk you through the plan of salvation. They're going to walk you through prayer. And they're going to make sure you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that when the phone call is over, you are saved. Secondly, you may be watching. You say, you know, Pastor, at one point I was walking with the Lord. But I'm listening to the sermon. And I can see myself in that woman with the issue of blood, how she tried everything and went from doctor to doctor and nothing worked. It seems like that in my life with my issues. Everywhere I went, I tried to get the help, but I never could get the help that I needed. And instead of reaching out for Jesus, I turned my back on him. And I went back out into the world. But I heard you in the sermon when you said the woman decided that just because the doctors couldn't do anything about her situation does not mean that Jesus can't do anything about her situation. So today I want to give the Lord another try. Today I want to rededicate my life back to the Lord. If that's you today, you're in a backslidden state, 
you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, give us a call. Numbers on the screen, 877-295-4888. Call that number. Someone's going to answer. They're going to walk you through the prayer of rededication. And it's just that simple. Then maybe today you're here. And you say, Pastor, I'm already saved. I'm in right relationship with the Lord. But today I don't have a church home. Today I don't have a covering in my life. And I know I need to be somewhere that I can grow in the word of God. I need to be somewhere that I can fellowship with brothers and sisters of the same faith. I need to be somewhere that I can exercise the gift that God has given me. If that's you, you've prayed about it. You've been watching us these last two months, these three months. And this is the place that God has told you to call home. Even while the church doors are shut, you can still become a member of this local body. The number's on the screen, 877-295-4888. Call that number and let them know that you want to become a part of this church body. And someone on the other line is going to receive you, give you the right hand of fellowship, and tell you your next steps for membership. Then last but not least, you may be here. You say, I'm already saved. I'm in right relationship with the Lord. I'm already a member of the church. Or perhaps you're not a member of the church. You may be visiting with us. Uh, but today, you're standing in the need of prayer. You need someone to intercede with you. You need someone that will go to the Lord on your behalf. You need someone that's going to touch and agree with you. If that's you, the number is still on the screen. Give us a call, 877-295-4888. Call that number, let them know that you need prayer. And someone is going to pray with you. And then perhaps it's not you today. You don't really stand in the need of prayer. There's nothing in particular that you are petitioning God for today. But you just want to stand in the gap for a friend. You want to stand in the gap for a co-worker. You want to stand in the gap for a family member. If that's you, you can call the number as well, 877-295-4888. In these four areas, if you need salvation, if you need rededication, if you want to become a member of this church, or if you need prayer, we offer Christ to you. Give us a call, 877-295-4888. And the day that you hear his voice, Harder not your heart. Come on, let's give the Lord a great big hand clap of praise. Amen. To God be the glory for all that he has done. Amen. God bless you. Amen. I'm able to see my sister Kimberly Sewell, Minister Kimberly Sewell. Amen. She's watching with us as well. God bless you. Amen. Well, it's that time again to say goodbye. For this week, <laughs> I feel like singing uh, M-I-C. <laughs> See you real soon. K-E-Y. Why? Because we love you. <laughs> but no, really. It's that time again uh, for the broadcast to come to an end. Uh, but as always, thank you, thank you, thank you so much uh, for watching 
and for worshiping with us. Thank you so much for praying for us. Uh, and thank you so much for supporting us financially. Uh, God bless you. I pray that God will continue to open up the windows of heaven and pour you out blessings that you don't even have room enough to receive. Amen. In whatever area uh, that you've been bleeding in your life, go ahead and reach out, touch the hem of his garment, and see won't he stop the bleeding in your life. Amen. Well, they say when you said all you know, it's time to go. Uh, so Bethel Baptist Church, we love you. Uh, we can't wait to see you. Uh, next week, next week, uh, we are celebrating our church anniversary. We're celebrating church anniversary, so be sure to join us. Uh, log in. Uh, it's a celebration, and we are excited about what God has done. Even during this pandemic season, God still continues to bless us. Uh, God still continues to open doors for us, and we don't take it for granted. So we'll see you right back here next week, same time, same channel. Uh, God bless you. Let's get ready to look to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank you now for what our eyes have seen, what our ears have heard, what our hearts have felt. We thank you for the word of God on today. We pray that we'll hide that word deep within our hearts that we may not sin against thee. Now, God, as we get ready to leave this place, but never your presence, go with us, stand by us until we all meet again. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. I love you, and we'll see you all next week.